Greetings, and salutations, guys. Welcome back to Lighten Up Brother Podcast with Fuego Del Sol. I'm the assassin, AK47. We're back with another week of fun wrestling, positive vibes. Let the world know how you're feeling, Fuego. I feel good, man. I feel good. I'm real tired. Uh, it's been a tired week for me, mm-hmm. but I am happy to be back with my best friend talking about all the best stuff in wrestling each week. The Assassin, AK-47, and Fuego Del Sol, back again with some Lighten Up Brother Pod. Talking wrestling. You know, I don't know. I don't know. if I'm just, because I've been so tired that watching all the wrestling is a little bit overwhelming for me. You know, I watch more wrestling than normal this week. Uh, but I just don't have that same and normal enthusiasm that I had for last week. I think a couple shows were better last week than this week, but I'm not here to complain. I'm here to point out the positives. So why don't we get right into that? Yep, let's get right into it with the big topics. We have number one on the board. We got to talk about it. MJF. He's got a lot going on. He's all over the show. Talk to me about it. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. It's uh, AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Might as well be called the MJF Show because he's all over the place. He's got something going on with Samoa Joe. He's got something going on with Jay White, which looks like his next big title match. You know, he's got stuff going on with Adam Cole and subsequent Adam Cole friends in the kingdom and Roderick Strong. And now he's got the best bout machine challenging him this Saturday on Collision. For the AEW World Champion, the Triple B. What do you think about that match coming up Saturday night on Collision AK? I am so excited about that. Kenny Omega, MJF, first time ever. Collision is going to be bonkers. I, I feel like it's like they're going to put on a great match. Uh, Kenny Omega, like you said, has been on a, been on a tear lately. MJF's putting on some good matches. Had a good match with Juice Robinson tonight on Dynamite. And uh, I'm very excited about it. I I feel like they're going to have a good good showing, but I do feel like somehow MJF is going to, you know, figure out a way to win this one. I might be wrong, but it feels like MJF's had more matches this year than Kenny Omega. And that's something you haven't said in the past three years, right? That's true. Kenny, yeah. Kenny has made himself a draw because we haven't seen a lot of singles matches of Kenny Omega. We got the Takeshita one. We got the Kyle Fletcher one. But it's we got the Will Osprey one at Forbidden Door. But there's really been few and far between this right. year. And we know... When Kenny steps up, the match is going to be a banger. And when we know when you give MJF a real big opponent, he delivers banger. So I have no doubt this match is going to deliver. Can he keep the title? Can he become the longest reigning AEW world champion? I think, I think so. If I had to bet money, I'm betting on MJF this Saturday on Collision. But Kenny's going to give him the fight of his life, probably his best match of his career if I had to, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's gonna be. It's got a lot of intrigue. Like I said, the streaks on the line. MJF's been teasing it. You know, I like Kenny Omega's rebuttal when he uh he he grabbed MJF's arm, put him across like three days, bitch. Kind of gave it back Incredible. to him a little bit. So that's yeah. Gonna be fun. He's been giving him. It's crazy because this started on BTE, right? I thought it was just a small bit that they were gonna do. You right. know, MJF come in and says he he's been telling him the number of days, twenty six days. 15 days, 13 days, whatever it is. And then, you know, I, I don't know if Tony liked it so much or MJF pitched for it to be on television or if Kenny, you know, was like, hey, man, we should we should do something with this. But we saw it start last week on television. We got to pay off with it this week. What do you think of all the other stuff revolving MJF? You know, I kind of said it last week. I don't like to be negative. I know we're killing time until Adam Cole's back. The Roddy stuff right now, 
I'm trying to be patient and wait and see on mm-hmm. uh, the Jay White stuff right now. I get, I understand, um, but I, the Samoa Joe after losing twice to MJF, I didn't think he'd be back this right. soon. Uh, but it is an interesting play of him saying, "Hey, I'll help you out." So I'm very intrigued, and again, I'm very patient, man. So it's a lot of wait and see right now. But it's because Dynamite this week was the MJF show, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Especially if he's going to give us Kenny Omega versus MJF this Saturday night on Collision. I'm pumped for that. Yeah. What I like about it, uh, Fuego, is MJF is the champion. And all eyes are on the champion right now. Everybody wants that piece of piece of that gold. You got Warlow. He has he has a beef with Warlow. He has a pass with Warlow. So, of course, Warlow's going to oh, yeah. be out there like, hey, I want a shot at this. And, you know, Jay White's been in the mix. Adam Cole's lingering out there coming back. Samoa Joe's in the mix. So many people's in the mix. He's the champion. I get it. All eyes are on him. So it makes sense. So I think it's pretty cool that he's got all these people coming after him and see how NJF takes all that uh, in and see how he weasels his way out like he always does. I forgot all about Wardlow, man. Yeah. And, and But switching gears from MJF being all over one show, let's switch over to Monday Night Raw. You okay. know who's running Monday Night Raw right now, AK? Someone who's all over the show, Rhea Ripley, mommy, always on top. And not only is she always on top, she's always all over the goddamn show. Because we had her interacting with Drew McIntyre. We had her interacting with Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. We had her interacting with the rest of the women's division because she's going to defend her title at Crown Jewel in a five-way. We had her interacting with her faction in the Judgment Day. All over the show. And, like, not just Judgment Day stuff not just world champion stuff now she's recruiting she's talking to seth rollins she's talking to drew mcintyre what do you think about rhea ripley taking over monday night raw this week i love it she's uh getting the spotlight right now and it's well deserved she is a great promo she has intrigue she has a great story behind her right now with the judgment day and her recruiting trying to get more people added to it her and dom is always funny they have great segments together they have great chemistry, I feel like, and it's always fun to watch them two together when they have their segments in the back. And it's just great because she's she's also great wrestler, of course, and she's she's a champ. She's she's all the momentum is on her side right now, and I'm loving it. And she needs to be on the show all the time because she is she's she's she, she's the best. She, yeah, she's that good. She's that good. And uh, a little touch too. She had "Dirty Dom" written on her face this week, yes. and. It was so funny because you know we I've talked about this contrast before, but Dirty Dom getting the enormous amount of boo, booze that he gets every week. But then if you watch that women's segment on Monday night, like when Adam Pearce said Rhea Ripley's not coming out here, that mm-hmm. place came unglued. They wanted mommy. They started yeah. chanting mommy, and then when her music hit, wow! Did that place blow the roof off the place? They, uh, the, in Dallas, Texas, they love mommy, dog. Mm-hmm. And we all the love roof mommy, blew off so. that place. Hey, I mean, come on. Mommy's always mm-hmm. on top. Yes. But, you know, I the only thing that I'm shocked by, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not shocked about about, but the Drew and Seth stuff, I am shocked by. Like, I was not seeing this turn happening. Does Drew McIntyre, who we've been talking about every mm-hmm. week, possibly turn heel? Does he end up joining the Judgment Day? A guy who got jumped by Jay Uso in the past. Oh, well, let's see how you like it. When I my group jumps you. Mm. I don't know. Again, we've been slow playing this turn with Drew, and I love it. And they definitely threw a wrench in it and threw a twist in the story with Rhea trying to recruit both Seth and Drew. So I'm excited to see 
where it goes. Me too. I like how they're playing with it as well. Like you said with Drew, it's like that will they won't they right now with him, and it's it's kind of great that if he goes to Judgment Day or he kind of does solo. But I'm very interested to see what path he chooses to go down. So that'd be awesome. So speaking of Drew, though, we gotta talk about the match he had with uh, Sami Zayn. I am shocked, brother. I am shocked that this was not the main event of the show. That was a good I, match. I understand why, because there was a big angle at the end of the show. But for my money, all week, I definitely thought Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. You had Sami Zayn start Raw off last week saying he wanted the world title. You had Drew McIntyre saying he wasn't world championship material. You had the challenge laid out. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I thought after all of Sami Zayn's shoulder injuries and him finding a new character, being a bad guy, I'm going to be honest, I thought the best days of in-ring Sami was behind us. Now, I'm not saying he's bad in in-ring by any means. I'm just meaning that he hasn't put on the level of performances that he used to. Him and Kevin have that tag team formula down, but him going back singles, for so long he did that conspiracy gimmick where he wasn't really wrestling a lot and not doing the old... Babyface, high-flying Sammy moves. Sammy Zane moves. And this week, we got it. Mm-hmm. We got the apron. I mean, we got the barricade moonsault. We got the blue thunder bomb. We got the Luva kicks. We we got it all. And yeah. I was pumped to see classic Sammy Zane show back up against big Drew McIntyre, world champion caliber Drew McIntyre, number one contender right now for the world title, Drew McIntyre. They delivered. And it was, I'm going to say it, it's in the running it's in the running, AK, for mm-hmm. the Lighten Up Brother match, match of, the of the week. I know yeah. we'll discuss it at the end. I know mm-hmm. we'll discuss it at the end, but would you have any thoughts on Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn? Yeah, I thought it was a good match. And one thing, one key thing about Sami Zayn, I think a lot of people might gloss over or not pay much attention to, but as a wrestler myself, and I feel like all wrestlers out there should pay attention to this, but Sami does so well his facial expressions. He is so good at making you like, he's like, after every, like you know, Drew kicks out and he's just so like you can just feel it in his eyes when you just like the shock and like the awe and you just want to believe that he can do it like he has that good underdog face and facial expressions and even when he gets yeah, he pumped express, up it's so good yeah he can express his emotions in a way right. he can convey it through his facial expressions in a way that not many people can and uh, that's a great that's a great great observation that you pointed out there and I completely agree yeah, and I feel that's why the crowd connects to him a lot and why he gets a lot of chance and like the crowd's always behind him because you, you, you just feel it. You can see in his eyes and see in his face the emotion he brings out. It brings out the emotion of the crowd and people watching. So I just wanted to point that out because he is so good at that. Well, speaking of Monday Night Raw and that not mm-hmm. being the main event, we can talk about what was the main event. Right. Was Jey Uso versus Damian Priest. I said the angle finished it because at the beginning of the night, the Judgment Day took out Cody's ankle, gave him a concerto against the stairs, and mm. uh, I thought we, that was the last we were going to see Cody that night. I definitely didn't think he was going to pull out, overcome the odds, run out there on one leg, give it back to Priest with the chair. It was mm. great. It was great. Cody, I don't want to call him Super Cena-like, but it was. <laughs> you want that Hogan-like Hulk up. You want that Superman return type thing. If you're going to put all your eggs in a basket and have a guy be your top baby face. He's mm-hmm. got to overcome some adversity and I love it. I, uh, 
Uh, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Again, I'm not, you know, I can never bad mouth Cody, and I know you couldn't either. You yeah, know, absolutely. Because you trained at the Nightmare Factory, which a lot of people probably don't know, but mm-hmm. you went and retrained at the Nightmare Factory with QT and Cody. But I just, I'm, I, I just feel like I can see the future very well, and I just know that Cody's gonna get that title sooner than later. And so I like the small directions they're going with his character, especially before Crown Jewel next week. Yeah, I'm loving it as well. Cody is having such a great arc. I feel like in these, uh, the, especially in these last, is this ramping up in these last few months? It's like you said, you know, it's, it's so superhero like. It's like Marvel. They're like, oh, the 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 good guys like getting pummeled and beat down over and over again. Like you're waiting, you're waiting. Like when's he gonna have that spark though? When's he gonna break out of this and just start kicking ass and like actually ending up on top at the end of it all. So that's what I'm excited to see. We're seeing him down and that was a that was a good, good observation, like you said. Oh, Cody's out of this. Like, you know, his his foot's injured. He's probably not gonna come out, or if he does show up, he's not gonna be like one hundred percent wherever, but that was awesome way at the end there with the chairs. Like, oh hell yeah. Like we we got that good taste of what's coming and I, I can't wait. Love Cody. You know, and it, and now his back's against the wall at Crown Jewel. It gives him some adversity mm-hmm. to fight through. Gives him a body part to sell. It gives his opponent a target. Uh, classic pro wrestling one on one. We're gonna get at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. You know, even with Cody's back up against the wall. But speaking of back, AK, do you know what else is back? Total yes. nonstop action. TNA is mm-hmm. back. It it's crazy because I had just got used to calling it Impact, and then they're switching back to TNA Wrestling. My childhood is back, brother. You know I've always loved TNA the brand. I stopped mm-hmm. watching around 2012, 2013 when AJ Styles left the company. Uh, I fell off. They switched from Spike to Destination America, and it was just harder for me to keep up with the product. And they took a downward spiral for a while, and they kept finding small jumps and trying to build back up, but a lot of their talent kept getting poached by other people. And now I feel like they found a stride like none other. They're, re- they're, they're packing buildings now. They're, they're mm-hmm. selling out houses, and, and you can just tell that there's a resurgence in Impact, yeah. not only just in TNA, but in wrestling in general. Wrestling's hot right now, and I'm glad that Impact Wrestling has been benefiting from that, so much so that we have the return of total nonstop action. Hell yeah! Yes, that's the key word you just said, resurgence. I love it. TNA is back. I love the name. I always love the name. And I'm glad I brought it back. And it gives you like a nostalgia feeling. Like you said, last time you watched, like 2012. I think I, somewhere around there I stopped watching too. But I always dabbled in here and there see what they're up to. But now it's like, oh, I'll... I'm ready now. Let's get back into this. This is it's exciting. They got a lot of new wrestlers, new faces that I'm really, really, I love watching a lot. So it's going to be a great time. TNA is back. I'm loving every second of it. And this is to all the people. I just want to say this. Like, oh, we get it. The wars back and forth. Like, who's better and what's better? Guys, listen. When you have these promotions, you got WWE, you got AEW, now TNA, all hitting their stride, all having great matches and great storylines. We all win. What are we fighting over? We have the best of both worlds. Everyone has their different, I, I guess, biases, but why? I get, yeah, you might like some wrestlers more on here on this side or that side, but we're, we're eating good right now. I'm just, I'm just letting y'all know these promotions and them getting that hype and TNA being back and AEW's doing their thing and W's still there. We can all have it all at once. 
So everyone just enjoy. We're having good times I mean, over here. Hell yeah. I mean, with Bountiful Gore this past weekend, I was watching more wrestling than I usually do. Uh, I don't keep up with... I don't watch the weekly show. I do keep up with it on social media. I have a ton of friends over there. Alan Angels, uh, Chris Bay, Ace Austin, mm. uh, The Rascals, my boy Myron Reed just debuted. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Sonny Kiss just debuted. Yep. They they have a speedball Mike Bailey. They have a, a, a big group Great of guys wrestling. that I love, that I've been on shows with, that I'm rooting for always. And so... I was happy to tune in to Bound for Glory this past weekend and see some incredible matches. And that's, like you said, I feel like you touched on the point and you uh, you said it so great that we have a great choices now. You can pick and choose the way streaming services are set up, the way YouTube works. You can pick, okay, I heard this match was great. I'm going to watch this this week on Collision. I'll watch this on Raw. I'll watch this on NXT. I'll watch this on Impact. And you can slowly pick and choose and figure out, hey, what fits best for me? What type of wrestling do I like? Who are my favorites? Let me figure out what I like and watch it all. You don't have to be overwhelmed with wrestling. You can dabble and indulge when you want, like you said earlier. And I think that's great. And speaking and speaking of Bound for Glory, we got to talk about, we got to talk about another Lighten up, brother. Match of the week candidate. I'm talking speedball. Mike Bailey versus, right now, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Will Ospreay. Man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even put into words right now how good that match was. Osprey, speedball Bailey. Speedball Bailey, man. He's the truth. I'm just going to say it. That dude is the truth. I love watching him wrestle. It's just perfection. And, of course, Osprey, we all know he's a, he's an icon. He's going to be going down as one of the GOATs for sure. So, what do you thought? What, I I just, what were your overall thoughts just watching the match? Because I, I was in awe most of the time. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I You know, uh, many would say that Kenny... I mean, that uh, Will Ospreay is having the biggest year of his career. He's beaten Okada. He's beaten Shingo Takagi. He's beaten, uh, beaten uh, Marifuji. He's mm-hmm. beaten Kenny Omega. He's beaten so many. I, did I say that twice? He's beaten everybody. Chris Jericho, he's beaten them all this year. There's no man that he's lost to. He's won all these big matches. And I knew coming into Bound for Glory, coming in for a one-night-only event, He was probably still, like, I didn't think Speedball was going to knock him off. However, Speedball has been killing it for two years straight, consistently on the indies, on Impact. He's been knocking it out of the park every night. For my money, the best independent pro wrestler in the world is Speedball Mike Bailey. And you can't tell me otherwise about it. His cardio is insane. His moveset's insane. He's so different. He's so unique. And to get this match on this big night against one of the best wrestlers in the world, they delivered in every way, shape, or form. There was... Some crazy stuff. I had a buddy of mine text me saying it was better than Omega versus Osprey at Forbidden Door. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. <laughs> However, I will say, give me more of that. Let's keep competing for the best match because those are two of the best in the world. Osprey might be the best wrestler in the world if my motherfucking GOAT, Brian Danielson, didn't exist this year. <laughs> but he's up there for argument if he's the best right now in the world. Um, I loved it, and it really reinvigorated my love for TNA. Like, I want to see them succeed. I want to support them. I want to watch the show. If they're going to give me quality content like that, hell yeah, bring it on every week. And uh, one, one th- more thing I want to touch on with Speedball Bailey is that I, I, what I recognize when I watch him is his quickness 
and efficiency. Like he is so quick and twitchy when he wrestles. It's like boom, boom. It's like he's like I don't know how to explain it. It's like he's really good at hit, focusing on the target and hitting exactly where he needs to. He, he's a true magician in in the ring. And I, every time I watch him wrestle, I'm like, my mouth's wide open. It's like how? Like this dude is incredible. So shout out to Speedball. Is, he's just perfectionist out there. Efficient is such a superb word choice yeah. to use there. You know, you said he can. Yeah, he, he precise is precise, another yeah. word you you were describing there. He was his precision is crazy because like he moves suddenly, but it's not moving too fast. Right. He moves so smooth, but he's so precise with his movements that when he does hit that strike or that moonsault, it's like it's such a sudden, quick in your. It's beautiful, is what mm-hmm. you're saying. He's a magician in the ring. It's crazy how good he is. But I wanted to definitely give them the props and sure. talk about how we got another candidate for lighting up brother match of the week. Of Speaking of of back, because we talked about PNA being back. We talked about Cody Rose back up against the wall. We got the EST of WWE making her return on SmackDown. I'm talking, I'm on my own against the wall. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever, ever fall. I want it all. I'm talking Bianca Belair. She's back. Ella. You know, we haven't seen her for a few months. And... I think it was good that she took a break. I feel like she needed a fresh coat of paint. She's mm. been babyface now for a couple years, and she was the champion for so long. Sometimes you need a fresh coat of paint. Sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you need the audience to miss you a little bit. And I missed Bianca Belair, and I think that's the injection to the women's division on SmackDown that SmackDown has been needing. We got the EST of WWE back, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about it, too. She is back in all her glory. You know she's one of the best women's wrestlers out there, and she just lifts the division up just being there. So I'm excited to see her get back in the ring and have some great matches again because we all know she is capable of it, and I'm so excited that she's back. There's really not much to say about that. I'm just happy that she's here. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Hopefully. Can't wait for to see what she does and going after EO Sky. I know her and EO will have of a course, banger yeah. of a match, especially if we get a Bailey bianca match out of that as well. That'll be fire. But... Let's move on to the the main event of Dynamite this okay. week. The Dynamite in-ring debut of Kazuchika Okada teaming up with Orange Cassidy, the international champion, to take on two members of the Blackpool Combat Club, the BCC, in Claudio Castagnoli and the GOAT, Brian Danielson. What a match that was. It was good. It was a great match. I, uh, I What I really liked about it, was when Danielson and uh, Okada had that stare off, and the, they they finally like it was just goosebumps. I was like, okay, here we go. Danielson with the chop, then Okada with the forearm, just back and forth, back and forth. You just you could just feel it, like how like intense it was. And towards the end of the match, how like intense it got. You know, Danielson was holding his eye at the end there, like what's going on with that? So it's good. That, I, I had a great time watching that match. It was fun seeing Okada and Dynamite. It was like it's so surreal. It was great. I was. I agree. I think. Um, I think Okada and Danielson. That you know that they're top stars. You know that there's tension there. We talk about it every week. Give me two guys who are top guys that you don't know who's gonna win. And I thought that was great. Uh, I also love how much was set up out of that mm-hmm. match. You know, I. I love story revolving around my wrestling. And we got a dream match on Collision with Andrade versus versus Danielson. And it was great. I love the flash pin ending. 
Uh, however, it just felt like it was a match for a match, and there's no story really around it. However, this week on this on this match, we got a ton of story. Uh, we had Okada losing, which I definitely didn't have on my list. And we had Claudio end up pinning Orange Cassidy, and now he gets an international title match next week. Those two have incredible chemistry going all the way back into the Jakara days. So I knew that next week is going to be fire. You know, Claudio was the Ring of Honor champion for so long, it was never taking pins. And so to have all that momentum and now to be challenging Claudio, now to be challenging Orange Cassidy, could we see a title change next week? I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Claudio wins the belt. And then, not a lot of people picked up on this, you know, because of the injury, we had factions run down. Yura gets in the ring. Uh-huh. Hook gets in the ring. They have a stare-off. There's some story there. Hook versus Yuta. Two young grappling, you know, two young, hungry, grappling wrestlers that want to throw down. Give me the graps, baby. Give me the graps. I like to see it. I like to see it. It kind of felt like a, a little anime-ish at the end there. It's like, oh, this guy has beef with this guy. It's like, oh, this guy's in the mix and he doesn't like him. Then these two are always ha- going at each other. Oh, now these, these squads coming in. It's like, what's going on? This is like everywhere. You just all the beef was just all of there at once. And I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Like, it's about to go down. So that was that Both. was great to see. Anime, the anime analogy is great there. Both Yuta and uh, uh, Wheeler are young cats that mm-hmm. you know have that shooter type vibe. So you know they're gonna throw at it. They they're just both bred for this business. Speaking of people, bred for this business, yeah. everybody's touched on this. I don't want to regurgitate the same narrative that's been spit by every other podcast. But brother, Logan Paul's got it. He was meant to be <laughs> yeah. in the wrestling business on SmackDown. He comes out there, he talks some shit on Dylan Dennis from their fight a couple weeks ago. He Uh challenges Rey Mysterio for the United States title at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia next week. He comes to Raw, which I wasn't expecting, shows up, reinvigorates the old feud of Ricochet by telling his fiance to get in the ring, to get in the ring and say, announce me as I'm going to be champion. Him and Dirty Dom. Talk about two men getting booed in the insane amount of bulls in that building. They're trying to create the most hated duo in the world yeah, by putting those two crazy in. With those two. <laughs> the heat is crazy, brother. The, the booze could generate f- freaking power for a whole city, the amount of no booze that they got in that building. <laughs> and so it was cool to see Ricochet after that great match with Shinsuke last week to get something on the show. I like that they're keeping him relevant. I'm, I'm pumped about that. But I feel yeah. like that's enough of the big topics. We're 27 minutes deep right now. Okay. Are close to 27 minutes deep right now. Let's jump into some rapid fire topics. Rapid fire with Fuego. Did you see what we did there? Did you see what we did there? What you got for me? All right, rapid fire. First up, Santana versus Ortiz. What a rivalry this is right now. Bro, the promos that they've been cutting, if you haven't been watching Rampage, I implore you to go to Instagram. Go to San- Mike Santana's Instagram. Go to Ortiz's Instagram and watch the promos that they've been cutting against each other to so build good. up this match. You know, Santana comes back from a, what, 10, 11, 12, year-long injury yeah, to yeah. want to be a singles wrestler. He wants to be a singles wrestler. Ortiz takes a problem with that. They, they reveal some real-life drama that's been going on. It's real. And they're not cutting wrestler promos. They're talking mad shit to each other like you would talk to someone on the street. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see. It's a different vibe. 
uh, and I am going to be watching Rampage Friday night, and I don't watch Rampage a lot, but I will be watching Rampage this Friday night to see my boy Ortiz versus Mike Santana. I think that match is going to be uh, intense. Not only are those two guys great wrestlers, but they bring an intensity about it, uh, and, and there's some real stakes behind this. And so I really have been enjoying the story, and I can't wait to see what they do on Rampage this Friday night. I'm so excited for the because like we going back to you said about the promos. What makes it so great is there's a lot of truth behind what they're saying. So it's even more intrigue because the drama is even more intense and more electrified and more in your face. Like oh, this is real, real. Like this is because we all know like all the stories and people are backstage talking and. Like oh like do they really don't like each other like at certain points like then, now it's in the, in the forefront and they are talking mad shit and it's like like this feels like really real right now and of course you know promos a lot you know you take your cheap jabs and here and there but these don't feel like cheap jabs this feels like actual what they actually feel it's personal and that's the one of the best robberies when it gets personal so love it hell yeah all right moving on gotta talk about them. Lexus King. Oh, my old, my old coworker Brian mm-hmm. Pillman Jr., and maybe my future coworker Lexus King. We uh, saw the debut of Lexus King on NXT Halloween Havoc. Brian Pillman is dead. Long live R.I.P. The King. And uh, we got his debut. I love the presentation. I love the Me look. Too. He switched up the hairstyle, the beard. He's got the. He's got the throne sliding out with the smoke. It's dope. Okay, we got to talk about him. Your boys, we know you love him. They're a little controversial to some, but not you, Fuego. Pretty deadly. Yeah, man, I was talking to my dad about this last week. He doesn't like Pretty Deadly, but I loved the segment they did with the brawling brutes on SmackDown. They were doing a spa day, getting pedicures with their feet, Brawling roots come in. They beat them up. They're dunking their heads in the feet water over and over again. Hilarious. That's high-quality entertainment. Do I love dudes in the ring exchanging holes? Absolutely. But I like a little entertainment in my wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And Pretty Deadly just does it for me. And if they don't do it for you yet, just be patient. Give it time. Enjoy it. Get lost in the sauce. Of Pretty Deadly. I'm all about it. I'm all about it too. I uh, love the comedy. It doesn't always have to be serious when it gets when it comes to wrestling. And uh, it's always a little campy. I love I love the campy vibes of wrestling too. So it doesn't always have to be very, very like hardcore and serious. So Pretty Deadly. All right, my book. They're great. I'm having fun with them as well. But let's move on to... The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, in A-E-W. Ooh, brother. The Nature Boy on All Elite Wrestling. 16. Kissing the girls and making them cry. Making them cry. Ooh, Arn. Tully. <laughs> no, no, I gotta. You know, I love it. You know, I love to love the, the nature boy a little bit. Hell yeah. Um, you know, it was a good surprise for Stinger. You know, Sting had him chop him. You know, just the, our 
our old uncles, you know what I'm saying? Our old wrestling <laughs> uncles, just having a good old time, sure. reminiscing about the good old days. It was a nice surprise. Glad to see Nature Boy show up on Dynamite. Glad to see Nature Boy still getting a check. Glad to see uh, Christian come out there and rip him to shreds. Oh, he said, I know there isn't a God, because if so, Ric Flair would have been dead 20 years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, he and says then, something about uh, he's one super kick away from his pacemaker going out. <laughs> Dog, insane. And then I loved, you know, we got, we're got we in like the nostalgia mode of like Sting's farewell tour, but it was good to get some angle. And then good, good to, uh, it was good to get a little bit of an angle out of it. But then going backstage to Adam Copeland being interviewed by Renee Paquette mm. and Sting walking up and firing up and giving him some words of motivation and encouragement and saying, hey, wake up. Christian's not your friend anymore. You got to snap out of this. It was great. When Stinger lights up and he gets intense, that's the best Sting. And I'm glad we got to see that. Not only did we get to see him and Rick interact and have some fun with our wrestling uncles, we also got to watch him fire up and fire Adam Copeland up. And that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, Sting is great at motivation. Like, if if I could choose anyone to be a motivation speaker at any school, any place, I'm picking the Stinger every time. Now, I think we're going to move on here. More rapid fire. Becky, surprise loss. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. She defended the title in a great match against Indy Hardwell on Raw. Uh, and then, you know, she had a stare down with Lyra Valkyrie. And uh, I thought, okay, well, Becky's on this massive tour, making the NXT Women's Champion mean something. She goes to NXT at Halloween Havoc. Lyra Valkyrie freaking beats her. In a surprise upset. Kicks out of the mm-hmm. manhandle slam, which I don't think I've seen anybody do lately, at least. in shocking, shocking victory. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I wonder where Becky goes from here. Was it just a small upset? Or does she's like, is she done with NXT and now she's moving on? Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see where this goes because it definitely had my mouth wide open because I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I don't think anybody could believe what just happened. No, I don't think anybody going in there was ready for what was going to happen. And that's when the best wrestling is, when you're like 100% completely shocked of an outcome. That's when it's really at its peak, in my opinion, because it's like, it just brings everything. I'm like, what? Like, there's just no way. And it happens, and you have to sit with it for a minute, and you have to like, does this make sense? And you're like, oh, wait. Now it's like, this actually does make sense, and where's she going to go from here? And you're trying to, you're trying to like put the pieces together, but you really don't know where, where they're going to where they go ahead with it. So I'm excited about see where she goes from here as well. So that's going to be very fun. Love Becky, but yeah, very, very shocking loss. Loved it though. Extremely shocking. We go from one division to another company's women division. Mm-hmm. Hikaru Shida successful on Dynamite and who comes out? Timeless Tony Storm. But she wasn't by herself. No. She wasn't by herself. Did you Did you recognize that butler? Did you recognize that suave, debonair, bald man? Did you know who I, that was? I think I think I know. Let the people know. It was Luther. You know, Luther. some Pentacles old tag yeah. team partner. <laughs> coming crazy. out there with timeless Tony Storm. And it was it popped me. Because I just yeah. couldn't... I, I wasn't imagining Luther going to Butler School, coming back out with Tony Storm. But that was fun. it's been fun. Another thing that's been very entertaining. I know it's not been a lot, a lot of wrestling, but she's committed into the character. And... Uh, well, you know, she's slowly trickled into insanity, and that's what 
Excalibur pointed out on the broadcast is madness, total madness. But Tony Storm can still go in that ring, and her versus Hikaru Shida is going to be great. So I can't wait to see where that goes. Yeah, really looking forward to that match. Tony's great. Shida's great. She had a good match with uh, Rhea Solo. So excited to see where um, how Tony and Shida match shapes up. So can't wait for that. More rapid fire, though. Got to talk about him again this week. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight, yeah. I mean, we didn't get a lot of L.A. Knight this week. He just mm-hmm. had a confront, uh, confrontation with Paul Heyman. We know what yep. we're getting. We're getting L.A. Knight going to blow the roof off the place in uh, Saudi Arabia next week for Crown Jewel. Him and Roman, really excited about it. But I wanted to at least touch on him. I didn't want people to think we're leaving off one of the hottest acts in the world Can't from our podcast. Can't leave him off. But we put him in the rapid, rapid fire. Of course. But moving on from that, got Chase. You. Chase University, the brand new NXT Tag Team Champions, taking the titles from Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Wow. Crazy. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things been going on with the, the girls in his faction, Chase University, with JC Jane corrupting his girl, now helping him inadvertently or not win the tag team titles. So it's definitely a big twist. I figured... That the titles the titles would change on NXT. I didn't see Becky's title changing, but I did see a title change happening on NXT. So shout out Chase University. It was a good match. Different twist to the story. I love to see what they're doing with Chase University right now. We'll see where it goes on NXT next week. Yeah, I'm excited too. I share the same uh, sentiment. Chase University, be on the lookout because they're great, and I'm, I'm very very excited to see where their uh, story goes from there. Now, got to talk about another story. That's kind of getting a lot of buzz. Sky Blue. Well, Sky Blue, domin- Sky? Sky Blue dominates the timeline no matter what. Every week yeah. it seems like the That's internet true. is real thirsty and it's sad. <laughs> uh, but Julia Hart spit the mist into her eyes, the black mist into her eyes. Mm. And it's slowly changing her a little bit. You know, I had a feud with the House of Black back in the day, but I was lucky enough to avoid the mist. And Sky Blue was not. And we saw it affect... A bunch of people in the past. Miro, it's affected Julia herself. It's affected a ton of people. And now it's got a hold of Sky Blue. And we saw a meaner side of Sky Blue this past week and on Collision. And so we'll see where that goes. That's another intriguing thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see uh, a meaner Sky Blue. Because when she comes out, you know, first when she came out, she was very babyface. Very smiley, happy-go-lucky. But now we see a different side of Sky Blue, and I, I can tell she's really, really, like, leaning to that side, and I, I love it. I can see it in her eyes that she's really feeling it, and I'm excited to see where she goes from here with the with that with that little turn she's trying to... She's, she's uh, going down, so we'll see how that goes. Now, last but not least, on the rapid-fire section... The Acclaimed and Garcia. Yeah, uh, it's titled that way for a reason because, you know, we didn't get any title changes on this ti- on this year's Battle of the Belts. I saw some complaints about it online. Uh, however, we did get the continuation of the Daniel Garcia storyline. The Acclaimed defended the trio's titles. And Garcia is clearly wanting to dance and, you know, be more babyface. And Daddy Magic's keeping him as a bad guy and there's building tension there so a good story around it and I love to see my boys get TV time shout out Garcia and they did claim you know working trying to win over MJF mm-hmm. on social media for years Max 
MJF and Max Caster. Max Caster's been, you know, really thirst tra- thirsty for Max online. And now we get to see that translate on screen, which is very funny. Yeah. Uh, but, I was very upset when uh, MGF didn't didn't scissor Max back. You know that was bro scissoring back, bro scissoring back. A real scumbag move from scumbag MGF. I know, right? So why you always gotta be a party for MGF? Come on, have some fun. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, let's get to it, dog. Do you? Uh, what is your match of the week? Uh, I'm sorry. It just has it has to be Osprey and Speedball. That match was. Just... <laughs> It's incredible. It was so incredible. Like I yeah. can't. I think I. Th- I went back and watched it like even more, like not the full match, but just moments. I was like, yeah, this this was a it's a masterpiece. There's a an account on Instagram called Best Pro Wrestling Only that posts clips uh, of matches, and so even if you don't have, if you can't watch the match, go at least go to the Instagram account, watch the clips that he put up because it was incredible. Uh, that I'm glad we're in agreement. Without a doubt, it is yeah. the match of the week. I didn't think three weeks into the podcast we'd have an impact match as our match of the week, but I'm I'm proud to see that TNA is back. So, me too. Indie wrestler of the week, who you shouting out? For me, I'm going with a friend of mine, Jordan Oliver. Such a great indie wrestler. He's been doing his damn thing. I've been following him a lot. We had uh, a few run-ins before in the past in the backyard wrestling days, and uh, I'm just so happy for him and the way he's, you know, building himself up, conducting himself, having great matches. I'm just so so happy for him, and I just want to highlight him this week. Please check out Jordan Oliver; he is great. I know uh, most people know about him so by now, but he is a true talent, and I'm excited to see where he goes. I know he's got. Big things down the pipeline. I can't wait to see. Current JCW champion, yeah. you know, uh, a subsidy of uh, GCW. I've been on a couple GCW shows with him this year, and he just gets better and better. He's worked on Every his time. physique. Him and Nick Wayne had a tag team together, the uh, East West Express, that was killing it. And then with with Nick Wayne going to AEW, I don't know if they were ever going to continue that tag team or what, but it doesn't matter because I know. He's going to get signed eventually. He's just that damn yes. good. Shout out Jordan Oliver. My indie wrestler of the week is uh, a guy named Vinny Pacifico. I've wrestled him before, uh, but he got a he had a brand deal with Bang Energy, and then later he switched over to G Fuel Energy, and he does some great skits online with different wrestlers. He's constantly trying to stay busy, trying to keep some buzz around him, and I like to uh, point out guys who are putting in effort, and Vinny's putting in effort right now, so shout out Vinny Pacifico. I know he's uh, talked about the podcast and and he likes it, so I wanted to shoot him a shout out back and say he's my indie wrestler of the week. But I think that wraps it about up this week, AK. Uh, for AK47, you can follow him on the Assassin AK on Twitch, the Assassin AK47 on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me Fuego del Sol on on Twitter and Fuego Del Sol underscore on Instagram. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out the latest videos I've been putting up. Been killing it over there. And tell somebody about the podcast. Lighten up, brother. We're having fun over here. Tell us if we missed anything in the comments, if you want us to talk about anything else. Uh, and just share this everywhere. Instagram stories on Twitter. We'll retweet it. Give it a like. We're trying to spread the word. If you like the podcast, we appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next week on Lighten Up, brother, with AK-47 and Fuego Del Sol.